chapter number eight. As I mentioned, uh, missions, uh, the topic of missions, the subject of missions, everything surrounding that is a favorite uh, of mine. Uh, and I don't want to get into all the reasons why it is, uh, but, uh, but it's obvious if you've been here for any length of time. We love missionaries. We love uh, uh, everything about uh, missions uh, and in trying to be a blessing. And I'm not going to be preaching out of Philippians chapter number four, uh, but uh, one of our goals uh, is to, of course, uh, uh, make sure that they're taken care of, well taken care of uh, when they're visiting with us. And then those that we support and are involved in their ministries, that we uh, not only just give money, that we pray for them, uh, that we communicate concerning giving and receiving, uh, that we also, uh, you know, find out, you know, what needs. They have specific needs, whether it's health needs or family needs. Uh, and, uh, and not just, uh, you know, send them money, uh, get a prayer letter uh, in the mail every now and then, uh, and, uh, and it's just a passing thought. Uh, here at Berean Baptist Church, uh, we view uh, missionaries differently uh, than other churches do. Uh, now, I believe every church should look at missionaries as co-laborers, uh, in uh, the Lord's work, uh, and, but, uh, but oftentimes uh, they don't. Uh, and they might, in fact, uh, say things, which is uh, the worst thing uh, to say around me, uh, and that is uh, they call them moochinaries. Uh, and, uh, and them's fighting words uh, when uh, you say that around me. Now, it takes money uh, to send missionaries abroad. Uh, many places in the world, you can't go uh, as an American uh, and work a job. Uh, it's against the law uh, in, in uh, most places. There's only a handful of places in the world uh, where Americans can go uh, and, uh, and work. Uh, and then other places that uh, some closed countries where they allow you to get a visa uh, to have a business, perhaps to be there, uh, the costs of beginning those businesses uh, are, you know, um, super, super expensive. I mean, you can, you can buy a, a McDonald's franchise in America oftentimes for, uh, for less than it would cost uh, in taxes and different things to be able to start a business and have one to stay in the country. So uh, they're all the time trying to find ways to remain there uh, to get visas, extend their time, uh, and all of that, uh, even if, uh, if uh, you know, they're there in that capacity, uh, all of that takes money. Uh, and, uh, and I never, in fact, uh, I was gone last week preaching uh, in Centralia, uh, and I told Brother Mislin, I said, don't be, and I don't, I haven't listened to, uh, to what uh, uh, he preached, in part because I haven't loaded uh, personally all the messages uh, for the last month onto uh, the website. Uh, but I told him, I said, don't, don't be afraid uh, to mention finances, and I hope that he did. Uh, I don't know what he preached on. People said he did a wonderful job, uh, but don't be afraid to talk about giving, uh, and uh, as we know, uh, that that's what it takes. We also know uh, that whether it's the Mislons or whether it's the Weinsbergs or anybody else uh, who is going to a mission field, they are going to get there if God's called them uh, to go there. They're going to get there whether or not we give them any money. Uh, and so they present a, uh, an opportunity for us to partner with them uh, that we might have fruit to our account with their labors that are there. And so, uh, again, by way of introduction, uh, our missions giving uh, and our missionaries, if you go back to uh, the, uh, the touch screen that's back there in view, uh, or you look into your prayer list, uh, you'll see all of their names. Uh, to me, that's the spiritual portfolio uh, of our church. Uh, and, uh, and I'm thankful to be a part of that. Uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to give to Faith Promise Missions uh, throughout my entire life as a Christian. 
uh, and, uh, and pray that I will continue to be able to do so uh, until the Lord uh, comes back. Uh, we'll find our uh, text back in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. I'll try to be mindful of the time. I literally could preach on this for hours and hours and hours and hours. Uh, so, I mean, I'll do it if you guys are okay with it. All right, a couple of you are. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, I preached this uh, down in Centralia uh, this last week. But we're going to back up into chapter number 8, verse number 1. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That uh, to do you to wit is to make known or to give understanding of these churches. These churches were uh, the church at Philippi the church at Thessalonica, uh, and the church uh, at Berea, uh, which is our namesake, the Berean Baptist Church. We get Korean Baptist Church all the time from people. Uh, can you spell that? Uh, and, uh, but Berean, based off the city of Berea, uh, and hopefully a, a church that will study the scriptures uh, and uh, whether things are so. Uh, and uh, these churches, very impoverished churches, are the churches that God gave us as the greatest examples uh, in, I believe, in all the Word of God. Uh, and, uh, and as we read the book of, of Philippians and, and uh, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, we see a lot more about their example to us. Uh, and so the example uh, of, uh, of missions giving uh, churches or benevolent churches are these churches. When I went to Centralia last week, and I'm going to brag on you uh, because that's part of even the message today, uh, the boasting on your behalf, I've, I'm asked to go and preach at churches on missions because what you do for missions. That's why I go. Uh, they say we, they, they'll, they'll say, we, we want to do what you guys do. And they might say, we can't do this or can't do that, but in some small way, we'd like to have the same philosophy or whatever on that. And so I get to, two, two things, two of my favorite things to do is to give away your money <laughs> uh, and to preach uh, on missions here uh, and, uh, and other places. And so I went uh, to, to preach. This is, this is what we do, and this is how uh, we see it. But the greatest examples are churches that don't even exist anymore except in uh, the Word of God. Uh, in places far removed, uh, and God lays out for us uh, how that we can grow uh, in the grace of giving. That's the title of the message, Grace Giving, today. Some people call it Faith Promise Missions Giving, uh, but we're going to look at the biblical terminology today as grace, grace giving. Verse 2, how that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. The Bible says uh, that they gave of their own selves uh, and uh, and uh, it first, and, and that's really what we need to do. Uh, if we are, you know, uh, if we live a crucified life, a cross-bearing life, a sacro, sacrificial living life, an exchange life, you know, we take on his yoke uh, and, uh, and we give him our burdens. If we live the life uh, and walk with God like we should, uh, a lot of the things that we do uh, as Christians would not be uh, wouldn't be as laborious or uh, we wouldn't think about them. Now, the word of God should never be grievous to you. You should never go to the Bible and read it and go, oh, great, I got to do something else or I can't do this or can't do that. Uh, if, uh, if the Bible, when you read it, uh, is that's your response, you've got a spiritual problem you've got to, to work on uh, ASAP. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but when we go to the Bible, 
uh, and, uh, and we read all the things that we should do or how we should be, when, if we love the Lord, all that stuff will come. And I know uh, that that's the key. Uh, and so some would say, well, uh, if we just focus on our walk with God and we just preach on the love of God and the grace of God uh, and then all these things, but the people who say that are the ones who uh, are under conviction when the preacher runs down the list that are in the Bible. Uh, and uh, it's true, if you love Jesus and uh, in our living sacrifice, uh, you'll, you'll go to church and you'll give to missions, you'll tithe, uh, you'll do all those things. You won't find a problem with it because you're walking with the Lord. But it's when we get out of sorts with God in our life uh, that we begin to, one, kind of go back on the things uh, which take place, which the church at Corinth had done. So Paul's preaching to this church, as we read a little bit ago, uh, that he's asking them to perform something that they had committed to a year prior to the writing of this letter. Some believe that 1 Corinthians uh, was written in A.D. 55 and, uh, and 2 Corinthians was written in A.D. what? If it's a year later, 56. All right, you guys, are you awake? Say amen. Uh, all right. Let's follow along. Otherwise, I'll have to, uh, to uh, lay a lot more background uh, in the message today. So uh, they had made a commitment. And if you think when you go to a Baptist church that the pastor lays stuff on thick, uh, then, uh, then you haven't noticed that about the Apostle Paul. Because there's nobody in Scripture that I read uh, that lays things on more thick than he does. And that's what he's doing here to this church. Church at Corinth, uh, they were messed up. When you read 1 Corinthians and all the stuff that was going on, and we know it was a very carnal church. Uh, as uh, a year later, they had, they had uh, grown. Uh, they had, uh, they had uh, fixed some things. They had addressed some church issues. Uh, he's writing to them again, but he had asked them in 1 Corinthians that they would, that they would uh, collect uh, in their storehouse an offering for the, for the church at Jerusalem. And so they had committed to doing so, and their problem was is that they promised, uh, but they didn't follow through with the deed. Uh, they made a commitment uh, to do so, but they didn't, uh, they didn't take care of that. And that's why we're reading about this, uh, and Paul's reminding uh, with, uh, with all the tact, uh, and of course, under inspiration of Scripture, he wrote this letter uh, that uh, Paul uh, could muster. And he said, uh, he said to them, verse number six, inasmuch that we desire Titus that he had begun so, he would also finish in you this same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything. The church at Corinth was not like the churches of Macedonia in this respect. Uh, the churches at Macedonia were poor churches. Uh, they, they were impoverished uh, they were, um, you know, in, in many respects, probably a lot uh, less, uh, they were smaller, uh, they, they uh, were newer uh, in, in some regards. And so he says to the church at Corinth, you abound in all things. And it's an important thing to understand and know as you read down this list, because uh, when I say that they abound in everything, uh, I think that they're a blessed church, uh, that God had uh, done some great things there, uh, and, uh, and where Corinth was in, in the city and the, the, the industry and all that was involved uh, was all part of it. But he says you abound in everything, but he also says that you abound in faith, uh, or I say conviction. Uh, they abound uh, in, uh, in utterance. That's uh, not necessarily speaking of uh, the gift of tongues. Much is being said in, the church, or in 1 Corinthians and stuff about all that. 
Uh, but the word under it has uh, with it this understanding or this sense of expressing their faith. They were competent. They had faith uh, and they were gifted in the grace of utterance uh, in that they could communicate and express their faith in ways that people would understand. Yesterday, uh, I, I was at a memorial service uh, down at the old soldier's home. Uh, and uh, a man had passed away. I, didn't, I, I met him in the hospital, and, but he was not, uh, couldn't communicate and things at the time. Passed away, went there and preached uh, to what I understood and knew uh, a varying background of, of people, all kinds of different uh, faith traditions, if I could put it that way. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and all I could do was just give them and communicate the best way that I can the gospel message. Now, several of them uh, made professions of faith, which I am thankful for, but, but, but communicating, uttering uh, the, the, the words of God uh, and expressing our faith uh, should be something that all of us abound in. We should know how to communicate the gospel to people. We should know what the gospel is. And then we should communicate that effectively. He said, uh, you abound in everything in faith, utterance, in knowledge, comprehension, spiritual insight. God had blessed them. We know that, uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit of God is primary agent in all of that. As we are saved and we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit of God uh, teaches us and, uh, and instructs us and enlightens us. And uh, the natural man, the Bible says, knoweth not the things of God. They said, you abound, church at Corinth, in all these things. Uh, you have faith uh, and utterance uh, and knowledge and diligence. They were committed. Uh, and then he, he pointed out their compassion. Now, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this uh, this morning, but he says that they abounded in their love to us. The Apostle Paul said, you loved us, and he used the word sacrificial love, uh, to love us, uh, those who ministered to them. Uh, and, and that's okay. Now, I just, I hope, I hope uh, that uh, you not only like me, that you love me. Uh, I, just, I hope that. I mean, I'm a human being. I want people to like me and love me. Uh, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong uh, with, uh, with loving uh, ministers uh, and, uh, and their families. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, and, and please don't misunderstand me. I'm just a man. Uh, but when, you tell, when somebody says, I love my pastor, and the person who follows up that was says, uh, you shouldn't, he's just a man, has probably got a problem, either with God or their pastor or somebody or whatever, uh, it is okay to love people. It's okay to love your pastor. Can I get an amen there? All right, it's kind of self-serving uh, uh, in many respects. Uh, but, uh, but it's in the Bible uh, and, uh, that we're supposed to love one another. And Paul said, you abound, church at Corinth, in your love towards us. Uh, and, uh, and he reminded them uh, of uh, that very fact. But then he goes on, he says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion, of verse number eight, uh, of the forwardness uh, of others. That word forwardness means eager enthusiasm. Uh, it's not frowardness, uh, which uh, speaks about perverseness, uh, but they were eager. They, uh, they, Paul was going around in the year uh, since he had written the letter uh, to Corinth, uh, the first one, bragging on the church at Corinth. Uh, but they, they were excited uh, about, about what was going on and the collection that was being taken up. And, uh, and uh, they, they, there was an eagerness about that. And so as I, he says, I'm not telling you this by commandment. So one of the things I want you to get from my message this morning is that if you don't participate in our grace-giving offering, um, I don't think that you're sinning if you don't. 
um, it is not commanded of God uh, that you give uh, in grace. You're supposed to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and all benevolence. Uh, and all the principles that are involved in that is you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Uh, we can't outgive God. Uh, there's, there's principle after principle that would apply. Uh, but he says, I'm speaking not by commandment, uh, but by occasion uh, of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Grace giving, faith promise giving uh, is something that you do voluntarily. Uh, it is something that, that you, as you purpose in your heart, uh, that we'll read in chapter number 9, uh, that you do. He says in verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor. Point number one this morning uh, is the discernment of this grace. What is this grace? What is grace giving? He says, You abound in all things, but you need to abound uh, in this grace also. The grace of giving, the, uh, the, the grace of, uh, of benevolence. Uh, elsewhere in the Bible, it talks about uh, the, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. He says, you've, lo- he says, you've loved God, uh, you've loved the saints, uh, you have loved us, uh, as we read about here a moment ago. And he, and he even says uh, in the first verse of chapter number 9, uh, that is touching the ministering to the saints, it's superfluous to me. To write unto you again. He's, what he says is it's unnecessary uh, and uh, it's more than what is needed because you understand what this concept is. It's just that you promised to do it a year ago and you haven't come through. That's what he's saying. And he, and he, and he says, I'm speaking uh, by, not by commandment, uh, but uh, by uh, occasion. And he says to him in verse number 10, after he gives the greatest example, in verse number 9, of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who uh, for my sake uh, became poor, though he was rich. And he says it's expedient, uh, which means it's advantageous or better, or it is profitable for you uh, that you uh, do the same thing. So he's telling them uh, in verse number 10, I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before. Not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. He says, he, he says it's advantageous for you to follow through with what you promised to do last year that you were excited about. Now, I don't know, um, I guess an application could be made about uh, those who uh, make a commitment and then don't follow through. Um, I, I believe personally that uh, if, uh, if you make a, a grace-giving commitment in a local church, uh, and then uh, you move you know, to another state or whatever, and you get involved in another church, I think you should keep the commitment that you made uh, to the church that you left because they base uh, their budget, missions budget, on the promises and pledges and things that have come in. That's just my, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I've had people ask me, they say, well, we're moving, what should I do? Uh, and, or they've moved here, and they said, we, were, we have a faith promise commitment uh, at our previous church, what we should do? I said, you should keep sending it to them. Uh, and then when it comes time uh, and uh, you're here, and, uh, and uh, then you'd make a new pledge and uh, you would follow through with that. Uh, so uh, uh, God has been good and, and uh, in uh, our missions budget and, and what has been pledged. And many times more comes in uh, than what we pledge. Uh, and I'm grateful for that because in the last two years, man, we've been tight uh, in the sense that the pledges haven't, haven't increased or gone up. 
Uh, so I'm challenging us to pray about that and to think about it for all these reasons that we're laying out here uh, and the understanding, this discernment of grace. Verse number 11, now there performed the doing of it that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance. And I want you to notice what it says here because this is the difference between me uh, and, uh, and some other preachers. And, other, and even, I'll just be uh, uh, transparent, uh, even ways that I've taught faith promise missions giving in the past. Uh, I, have, I have said, uh, because I've heard it said uh, and preached and taught, uh, that faith promise missions giving is you, uh, you ask God for a figure, uh, and then God gives that through you. So it's a faith gift in the sense that perhaps you don't even have it. Uh, and, uh, and you're asking God to give it, and he gives it, and, and you're a conduit. Uh, so uh, you pray, and, and, uh, and then God you know, tells you to give $100 uh, a day uh, to missions, uh, and uh, and uh, and so uh, you don't know where that hundred dollars is coming from, and so he just gives it to you every day, and he gives it through you. And I've heard it that way, and uh, and, and taught. And there's an aspect of faith uh, that that uh, would be true in that. But there's also principles of stewardship uh, in the Bible, and we've got to be very careful that we don't uh, we don't mix the two or cause uh, problems and difficulties. Here's here's what I believe. Uh, you know, you can you can pray uh, and uh, and you can you can give a figure uh, that uh, um, just an astronomical figure. By the way, uh, make sure your kids if your kids write down they're going to give a million dollars a week uh, on a pledge card. You're, you're you're you need to be good for that. Uh, and uh, and so if we can if we recognize the name and handwriting or whatever, uh, we'll uh, send you a bill uh, in the mail. Uh, and uh, so here's here's what the scriptures say about this. He says in verse number 11, the last part of it, so there may be a performance, notice what it says, also out of that which you have. Out of that which you have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not. See, I don't want you to make a missions, uh, a grace-giving commitment based on something you don't have. I want you to base it on what you do have. Now, I know the audience who I'm preaching to, and I know how good God is to us, and, uh, and, uh, and I don't even need to read uh, the Pierce County statistics and what the median income and how things have increased. Uh, you, can just, you can just listen to President Trump. He'll tell you the average family uh, is making $6,000 more uh, a year since he has gotten in office. Uh, and uh, we live in an area that's expensive to live, uh, where taxes are high. Uh, my property taxes have just gone through the roof. But all I know is this. God is good, uh, and, uh, and, he, and He blesses. And so as I pray about my mission's commitment for this next year, uh, I'm going to give increase based on what I have, uh, what God has blessed me with. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, it's more accurate, I guess, if, uh, if you would look at your missions this way uh, and say, well, uh, if, I, um, uh, if I don't do this, I could give that money to missions. That would be fine. Uh, you could say, well, God's given me a raise. I'm going to give a portion of that or whatever uh, to missions. As you look through and say, well, we can, uh, it, uh, we, can, we can do this out of what we have. Now, it still needs to be a faith gift, and it still needs to be sacrificial, uh, and it still needs to be all those things, and you need to trust God for it, just like you do all of your finances. But the Bible says grace giving is you giving out of what you have. Some people have more than other people. Some people can give more to missions than others can, uh, and that's all part of it. And it's what you purpose in your heart to give. Uh, I'll just illustrate in, in, uh, from my own personal life, okay? Um, uh, and I made this observation. I made this observation a lot of times. 
uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I don't even like that I'm going to admit this to you uh, here this morning. Uh, but um, all, you all know I like coffee, right? And, uh, and uh, it's uh, not necessarily a secret. Now, I don't drink all the foofy stuff. I don't go to Starbucks and drink whatever, and it's $6 a cup or whatever, and do all that. If I, if I get uh, some coffee, it's going to be black coffee, and it costs me a little over $2, uh, and, uh, and, and that's, just, that's just what I prefer. I tell people I like my coffee like I like my bed made for me. Uh, and uh, some of you will get that in a minute. Now, uh, and, uh, and so I'll, I'll spend $2. Uh, and I, sometimes I feel bad about that until I read the other day that Sotheby's sold a bottle of scotch for $2 million. That's $100,000 uh, a sip uh, of, uh, of, uh, of whatever scotch. And so, uh, so when, when I feel bad when I'm sipping my $2 coffee, I'm just reminded of the fact uh, that uh, my spending could be a lot further off. Uh, and, uh, but I like coffee. Uh, but one of the things I've been doing, which my wife doesn't like me to do, I drink energy drinks. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, but when you go and buy those, they're like, you can get them like two for $4 or $4.25. And, uh, and the other day, I was in my office. Uh, and I went to go throw an energy drink away in my garbage can, and there was a pile of energy drinks, uh, empty cans, uh, and, uh, in the garbage can. Uh, and, uh, and so I just, I just thought to myself how much those were. Just some quick math in my head. Uh, and realized uh, uh, that my wife would probably rather me give that money to missions uh, than, to, uh, than to pour it down my throat and rot my stomach out. Are you following me? So, so there's, there, and I can give you illustrations about that. If I, if I just uh, didn't eat out this day uh, or, uh, or whatever the case may be, there's always, God blesses us, but there's always room for us to do more for things that are better. Now, I don't want you to feel, I'm never going to come to you and you pull into the, in the parking lot with a brand new car and just say, you know what, you could have supported a lot of missionaries with that. You could have supported a lot of missionaries. Now, I hope that you support missionaries and I hope that you drive uh, a, a new car because you support missionaries. Yes, that's what the Bible economy teaches us. Uh, God will supply all of our need according to His riches and glory, but it's based upon what we do uh, as we bless and help others. So he says there's at first a willing mind, uh, and, uh, and to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. Uh, so, uh, so from what you have, I'm not asking you to pray that God gives you, you go out to the mailbox every day uh, and, and, and you wait for a check so that God can give that as a conduit through you. I'm asking you to pray, God, what can I do with what you have given me? Minus your tithe. Uh, and, uh, and so it might be that the Holy Spirit of God instructs you personally to, uh, to not have just, not to have the Cadillac uh, uh, cable uh, pers- uh, subscription. Then you just back it off. So I can, get, I can have basic cable and I can give money to missions uh, or whatever it is. Uh, and, and I wouldn't assume uh, to what God would have you to do. Uh, but I know this, when somebody comes to me uh, as a pastor of this church says, can you pay my light bill? Uh, and they got a three pack a day smoking habit. Uh, and they got all kinds of things that they're paying for. Uh, you know, you need to cut this off and cut that off or whatever and, and, pay, and pay your bills. Uh, and so it's just natural for us to think that. So I'm thinking, so grace giving, as he instructs the church at Corinth, is you need to give out of what you have. And then we see the declaration of that grace as we read a little bit further down, begin verse number 19, got to hurry. And not that only, uh, but who was also chosen of the churches. He's talking about 
Titus was showing up. Titus is coming to, to collect what you have committed a year ago. Uh, and he's bringing with him uh, a, a brother who's not named, the Bible says, whose praise is in the gospel. Some believe this to be Luke. Uh, some would say it's Tychicus or Trophimus. Uh, and we don't know who it is, but we know that, uh, that his testimony was one whose praise uh, was in the gospel throughout all the churches. So Titus is coming, church at Corinth, Titus is coming with this other brother. Uh, and uh, and, and they who tr- travel with us with this grace. The grace that they're speaking about is the collection. So there's a bunch of guys that travel around, and they're going from church to church, uh, and they were raising money, uh, very dangerous, uh, perilous times, and, uh, and they were traveling with this grace. So it was considered by Paul, uh, by God, uh, a grace uh, that he also says is a sweet-smelling sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, and uh, I told this uh, last week at, uh, at Centralia, uh, when uh, uh, there's a lot of things that I try to figure out, uh, is God pleased with me? Is God pleased with me? But when it comes to giving in this capacity, the Bible says it's a, it's a sweet-smelling uh, sacrifice that I, I do well uh, when I do that. Uh, and, uh, and when I obey the Lord uh, in this area, I did this last week. I said, he takes my faith promise. It's good. Because that's what he says. So you can worry about all kinds of things. Uh, if God says, if you do this, this is pleasing to me, then I'm just going to do it. Because I know that it brings glory to God and he's pleased by it. Uh, it is a sweet smelling sacrifice to him. That's the offering uh, that we give. It's a grace. Uh, and he says in verse number 19, uh, travel with us, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and a declaration of your ready mind. So here's what it is. We get ready in our mind. We're purpose in our heart. The Bible says in chapter number nine and verse number seven, uh, back up verse number six. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Love sowing and reaping. Every man according as he has purpose in heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. A voluntary, uh, free and spontaneous grace gift that God says comes from a ready mind and heart, that we make a declaration of, which we do on a pledge card. You don't got to put your name on it. Uh, and say, this is the declaration of my, uh, of my ready mind uh, and the grace uh, that I'm going to give in the area of missions. And that's why we, we, we do uh, the pledge. Verse 24, uh, skipping down a little bit, got to hurry. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and our boasting on your behalf. Remember I said he lays it on thick. He said you need to demonstrate Perform that which you've committed uh, and you need to come through with it uh, so that it proves the sincerity of your love uh, and that it also uh, proves the boasting on our behalf. He says, church, I've been bragging on you for a year uh, and you've not done it. So please do it. Uh, and it seen, he said, verse again, chapter number nine, it seems like it's superfluous for me for even to mention this. Uh, and uh, for I know the forwardness of your mind. I know how excited uh, you were uh, and for uh, which I boast of them in Macedonia. And he says, your zeal hath provoked very many. See, grace giving will provoke others like the church in Centralia, Bible Baptist Church. Uh, or others would provoke them uh, in grace giving. It will bless others in verses six through 11. The Bible says this, again, another message, verse number eight of chapter number nine. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. 
This is the demonstration of grace. As we bless and God blesses us, He provokes others, He blesses others, uh, He is praised for it. Verse number 12 of chapter number 9. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. You know what the, my, one of my favorite things about missions and missions giving is? Uh, and um, uh, let's take you know, next door as part of it. Uh, when people go and they, and they, and they visit the mission house uh, and, uh, and it's clean and it's nice, etc. And, they, and they, uh, some of the places that missionary stays, it just breaks my heart. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and they don't complain. No, I ask them, tell me, tell me the terrible story uh, of where you stayed. And then they'll tell me and I'll try to find out where it was so I can call the pastor and, and, uh, and give him peace of my mind. And uh, you say, you do that? Absolutely, 100%. And uh, but when they but when they but, but when they are let's say they come to the missions house there was a there was a family that came through uh, earlier in the summer, and their kids were done with traveling. I mean they were done. Dad, can we go home? And uh, and uh, they had uh, uh, um, several teenage children and an adult child uh, who was uh, um, autistic. Uh, we're done. Uh, they showed up here, and they're like, "Can we stay?" All right, so here's what happens. It's just, there's a functionality to, uh, as we give and, and the way that it provides and all that it is, but as they pray, perhaps with their family uh, and their devotion that night, and they say something like this, thank you, Lord, uh, for this mission house. It, our grace giving abounds unto thanksgiving to God. It doesn't just provide the needs. But when they, so, so it's like the whole process. It's from the time you put it in the plate and God just, he's just taking it in. That's a sweet smelling sacrifice to, to how it's dillied out into the missions and uh, in, in special needs or projects or whatever it is to the mission house. The whole project, but culminates in the fact that they, with much thanksgiving, they pray to God and thank him for what uh, has been done. It. Get the giving will meet the needs and will generate praise. And since God is due all the praise we can give him and everything we're, we do is supposed to bring glory to God, if we can generate praise in the, in the, from the mouths of people, missionaries, evangelists, or whatever, as we, as we do that, it's all of that. God loves it. Uh, and the Bible is so clear. Our, our faith giving brings glory to God. Verse number 13, while, uh, in verse chapter number 9, whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your profess, profess subjection unto the gospel and your liberal distribution unto them and to all saints. Uh, it, it, it brings glory uh, to God when we do grace giving. And then lastly, it will unite God's people. Verse 14 and 15 of chapter number nine, and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the expedient grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. It's the, this, this gift of grace that God gives you uh, as you participate in this ministry uh, 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 to the saints and the love that you show and you prove the sincere of your love to them and to God, uh, to me as your pastor. Um, it, it's, it's when you're excited about missions and when you give and you get involved in, in the stuff that we do, it makes me proud as a pastor that you love it, that you, that you think about, uh, about, about what I 
uh, or how I feel about missionaries, and you, uh, and you even kind of, uh, uh, by default, you go to that, uh, it, proves, it, it proves that you love God and, and missionaries and me. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it brings unity uh, to the church, and it says, thanks be to God. Now, I've preached, I've, I've preached verse number 15 of chapter number 9 at Christmas. Uh, I've talked about the gift of salvation, and, and it's the greatest gift in all the world, and it's an unspeakable gift. But the unspeakable gift that Paul is talking about under inspiration is, is the, gift, the, the gift of grace, uh, this kind of grace, uh, the giving. Uh, it is a blessed privilege to bestow grace uh, upon missionaries. Uh, here, uh, in abroad, whatever it is, when we can take what God gives us and out of what we have and we give it to someone because when we become poor so that they might become rich, the example of Jesus Christ, God looks at that and goes, man, that's good. I love that. Now, if, if, if you're, here's where I'm going to lay it on thick, as your pastor. If you love the Lord, you ought to love the things He loves. And, uh, and, and you might disappoint God today, more than likely, and tomorrow and the next day. Uh, you might pill your head at night and wonder, is God, you know, am I, have I been accepted? I'm accepted in the beloved, but have I been acceptable to Him today? Have I grieved the Spirit of God uh, in my life? Uh, we're going to have questions like that all of the time as children of God. But one of the things you can have absolute confidence. I, when, I, when, I, uh, I'll just, when I write my tithe check, which I do every week. Well, I didn't last week because I wasn't here, so I gave it two, week, two weeks worth today. There's times when I write that check, and I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. Think of all the energy drinks I could buy if I didn't have to write that check, all right? I'm just, telling, I'm just being transparent. That's, by the way, if you don't give a dollar out of 10, and you say, I'm going to give when I make more, if you don't give when you have little, you're not going to give when you make more. You're just not. And, uh, and so I'd write that check, and, oh, boy, that's something. And, uh, but I've never one time in my entire life as a Christian uh, ever, ever written down uh, that faith promise, that grace-given amount, and never begrudged it one time. Not once. Never worry about it. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and on and on. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and for us personally, it's a, it's a larger amount. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and at all, but, but I just, it's, God loves it. It's, it's, I almost look at it like this. It's like when I write my tithe check, he's like, yep, because that belongs to me. And when I write that missions, He's like, that's good, Bob. It's real good. I like that. Because when I tithe, I'm just giving them back what I'm supposed to give them is I'm obligated by the word of God. Uh, but when I, give, when I give grace willingly and free, freely and spontaneously, it's like my heavenly father looks, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. that's good. I love that. Thank you. And then people are like, thank you, Lord, for the, and he's like, see, because you gave, these people were blessed and are full, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and, and is abounded unto thanksgiving and praise to me. Uh, and, uh, and, and my heavenly Father uh, says, you've done well. And so I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, with, with all that I can muster, uh, that if you have not been involved 
in grace giving before. If you begin, um, you'll never stop. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and God, uh, it just, I, just, I just know um, uh, that, that those types, when I walk into that mission house or in uh, uh, different things, I'm sitting down with a missionary uh, and, uh, and speaking with them or, 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 or I pull out of my envelope uh, a love offering to give to the Weinsbergs uh, as I'm doing that. I know, I know God is so pleased and that he loves it. And I just love the things that God loves. And so should you. And, uh, and, and, and to give more, I just, if he likes a little, I think he likes a lot. If he's, if he, and, and the law of sowing and reaping, he says, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you uh, sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. All that's tied in there. And so it's like, I want to give this and, and it pleases God. And then he blesses you and then you, you give a little bit more and, uh, and, uh, and you can't outgive him. We know that to be true. But you won't ever experience that if you don't try, if you don't do it. So I'm, 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 I'm asking you to pray, sincerely, seriously pray uh, about filling out that card. If you don't fill it out, if you come to me and say, Pastor Reno, I ain't filling that card out, I'm not filling it out, uh, I ain't going to be mad at you. You're not sinning. Uh, and uh, and uh, I, might say, uh, I might say, well, you did tithe, didn't you? And uh, I might do that. Uh, but you don't, you don't have to do this. Don't have to. Uh, but you should. You really, really, really should. Uh, and, uh, and here's the thing. You say, well, I can't afford to do this. That's why you should. That's uh, why you need to. And uh, I, just don't love, I just don't love missionaries like you love missionaries. You can fix that. How do I fix that? You give to them. Because where your treasure is, there your heart be also. And, uh, and so it's just, I just don't have, I just don't have a burden. Uh, and uh, I don't have, I'm, I'm just, I don't have cheer. And so since I can't give cheerfully, I'm not going to give it all. And uh, you're just wrong. You just need to get it right. Yeah, I promise you, God will bless you. I need to stop there. I'd like to invite you to stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And, and, uh, and if you have one of those prayer cards with you just now at this moment, uh, maybe a good thing would you, be for you to grab that card and just in a moment when we pray, just walk it up to the altar with you, take it with you, and just pray, pray over the card uh, and, uh, and pray that you will um, uh, freely uh, and, uh, and lovingly, spontaneously give uh, grace-giving commitment this year.